0: everybody. What's up, everybody? This is uh, Mills the Virgo here. You are listening to Mills Speaks. Um, this is um, the second episode in the, in the twofer. Um, I dropped two, two today. It's a twofer. Um, I am, uh, I, have, I have a lot to talk about here. Um, the episode today is entitled, um, uh, Put the Weed in the Bag, and, uh, <laughs> and this is um, inspired by Charlemagne of God, he was on CNN a couple of nights ago, no, it wasn't when he was on CNN, it was when he was on, um, oh God, what's the guy from Saturday Night Live that's got the other guy, uh, <laughs> uh Seth, Seth, um, you know, one of them, one of them Seth dudes, uh, the Seth guy, alright, Mc- McFarley, McFadden, Mcsomething, alright, Seth, late, late night, uh, he used to be on, uh, Saturday Night Live, so he was on the show, and, uh, was basically telling him about the movie Belly, and those of you who have not seen Belly, you are not alone, I have not watched Belly in its entirety ever in my life, I do feel funny saying that, but... That's just the facts. So, um, but there's a, there's a point in the film, apparently, where, um, DMX and Nas are, you know, preparing their product, okay? They're street pharmacists, all right? So he's, uh, (laughs) they're preparing their product, and, um, apparently, uh, they have some young guys with them, and, and they're like, oh, we want to take over the world, oh, we want to be rich, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And uh, DMX says, um, something along the lines of shut the fuck up and put the weed in the bag. I don't know that he said shut the fuck up, but I'm just guessing that this is what he said. But the other part of it is put the weed in the bag. So basically the point of the comment was, um, you know, he felt like Joe Biden wants to be president, but doesn't want to put the work in. You see, like he doesn't want to, um... Yeah, he feels like he he, he 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 wants to be president, doesn't want to go through the process of being the president, doesn't want to do these debates, doesn't want to, you know, deal with the actual issues, you know, uh, explain how you've changed, if so, you know, all of these things, you know, um, and... Uh, I totally agree with him. I do think that Joe Biden feels like his son, who passed away, should be able to be enough to push him over the top. Him having be been um, a vice president, him having been a vice president to one of the most popular and some say best president we've ever had, but one of the most popular presidents and most popular Democrat you know presidents that we've had in some time, um, you know, to Obama. Uh, so. So I do kind of feel like he doesn't think he has to work for the vote. I feel like him and Hillary Clinton, I felt the same way about Clinton. I just felt like he, he, she felt like she just deserved the vote. Like, no ma'am, you know, no ma'am. All right. Uh, But I do feel like um, Biden feels the same way. I I used to like Joe a lot, um, of course, until, you know, these debates came up and such, because, you know, Joe seemed harmless but once you really see and and realize and educate yourself on who these people are and what they did because you know all of these people be in like politics for like 30 40 years like it is extremely interesting to see what side of history they were on at different points of their life like i'd love to know what a 20 something year old joe biden a completely you know um entitled rich white boy You know what I'm saying? Um, He probably wasn't rich, but, you know, entitled white boy, you know, at 20 some years old, how he would fall, on what side would he fall on certain things that he, you know, his party is allegedly supposed to fall on. You know what I mean? Like, I just always wonder about the change in the people because the people aren't always, you know, down for the cause unless you are motherfucking Bernie motherfucking Sanders. And listen, I'm not throwing my um, support any direction in particular because again nobody's really said anything that makes me say yeah this is the move because at the end of the day I, I don't care about the cool things that you can say that you can do you can tell me you're going to give black people reparations you can tell me that you're going to you know wipe out student loan debt you can tell me that there'll be free college you can tell me all of these things but it's really about what you can get done you know what I mean and so I had to figure out do I believe that you can get this done now, if I'm 20 years, excuse me, if I'm 10 years ago, if I'm a 25 year old, I'm believing and hoping and, and, and it's in my spirit that you're going to do right. But 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 now I've got a little bit more education, a little more clarity on how things actually work. And I'm sorry if we have another situation where we've got, you know, uh, a president who is a Democrat, but then we've got the Republicans taking over literally everything else. Listen, then nothing's going to get done. Nothing's going to get done. That's just that. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's all about educating yourself and figuring out what you're trying to do. But I totally agreed with Charlemagne with the put the weed in the bag. I think a lot of people have to just put the weed in the bag and some people won't get this. Some people won't feel it, but I don't care. You know, I think there's a, there's a process to literally everything. And, you know, in order for things to work right, you have to be able to. Deal with the process you got to be able to um you know not only just know the process but you also need to be able to work within the process you have to know the process so well that you can now you know what you can do to circumvent the process you see what i'm saying like you shouldn't immediately go in there trying to circumvent the process you know and there's some people out there that are like that they they want to get over and then you know the universe allows them to get over I, I <laughs> listen I, I experience this on a daily basis, you know, at work, like, you know, some people just get you know, chance after chance after chance, and you're sitting here like, damn, what, it's clear to me, but obviously it's not clear to some, or the people that are important, you know, so I don't know, it's, it's an interesting thing, it's really interesting, so, um, so yeah, put the weed in the back, there's that, all right, and we're gonna we're gonna end on that that weed point all right we're not gonna go any deeper into this you're welcome um all right guys so i'm gonna go i wrote down some notes and such i saw some really cool things that are going on today and yesterday um so i just want to talk about them um, so Centoya brown you guys remember her yeah, because I feel like I talked about her either on the first or the second episode of this um, podcast, and that was back in January sometime. Well, we were made aware that Cyntoia Brown would be um, pardoned and released from prison because she had, if you guys remember, she's she's been in prison 10 years now. Uh, excuse me, she was in prison when she was 14 years old. She killed, she was a part of a sex uh child try a child uh, sex ring or something like that sex trafficking you know and she killed one of the captors and because she killed one of the captors they tried her as an adult at 14 and then they put her in prison so she's been in prison since she was 14 years old she's 31 now uh, and when she gets out um she'll be on 10 year probation probation. I'm just praying that, you know, she's got some good people around her. And I hope the movie deal comes, the book deal comes. I hope everything, every deal she needs to to live her life right and to try to get back the past. What's 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 the the number here? What is this? What is this? 15 16 years. You know what I mean? Set 17 years of her life behind bars. So she's a 31 year old woman now, okay? So she She hadn't, you know, at 14, I mean, she was in sex trafficking, so she had had sex, you know, she, you know, she'd been raped. But, you know, she hadn't had any meaningful relationships. She she didn't get to go to prom. She didn't get, get to go off to college. She didn't get to go be stupid at night, you know, in, in your 20s, you know, hanging out till hours of the, the night. She didn't have an opportunity to have kids prior to now, you know. I mean, that might not be her, her, you know, her desire. But, I mean, a lot of people have kids in their 20s, you know. So it's like she didn't get to do any of the things that normal 20-year-olds and coming up on 30-year-olds get to do uh, because of the bullshit-ass system we have in our, in our country, so, there's that, um, but she, it was made known to us in January that she would be pardoned and let out, and then they were like, yeah, her release date's in August, and we were like, August, the fuck, I said, that's eight months from now, so it must have been december or something or maybe it was january and i just was being ridiculous and it was seven months but i mean seven months eight months that's still horrible to have to stay stay in jail but i guess it's better than being in there for the rest of your life but i mean damn they are well aware that she was within her right to you know to kill the person that was selling her into sex trafficking you know what i mean so Eh, you know, it's hard out here for a pimp, but I just know that right around the corner for Centoya is about to be the absolute best rainbow ever. So, I mean, she gets out next week, okay? So, listen, I need old girl to get these, these deals. Like I said, I need all of the artists to, to, to bring her out on these, uh, these festivals and these concerts. Okay. She needs tickets. All right. Uh, basketball football. She needs tickets. She needs recognition. Listen, let, let her be celebrated because, um, something happened in her life that typically doesn't happen to people who look like her. Okay. She was given a second chance. She was given a second chance. So shout out to Santoya Brown all love here, all love, and she's just four, four years younger than me, so, you know, that's what's up, she's still got tons and tons of life to live, we just pray again, like, she's got tons of you know good people around her, that's, that's what's most important, so, alright, I'll move on, another person coming home, apparently, um, out of jail, uh, ASAP Rocky, I'm not super excited about this, and I won't have nearly as many words for him as I do Santoya Brown. But you know, good for him. I'm, I'm glad because it's been a long time. I mean, shit, he's been there what a month now, coming on maybe a month and a half or so. Who knows? But it's been some it's been some time. Apparently, the 17th is when um, the courts decide whether or not he should be sentenced to to jail or not in Sweden. And but they have allowed him to leave Sweden. So, you know, they might as well go ahead and say he's not guilty because let me tell you something. I'm not coming back to Sweden to do no time. Okay. I will literally travel around Sweden and never go to Sweden because I'm not coming back to your country to do time for six months. Because that's how much time they want to put him in jail for being harassed and fighting um, some random person in Sweden. So, you know i wish him the best i hope that when he comes back he says something really profound like i was a fucking idiot for believing that i didn't you know need to pay attention to social issues in united states because when you leave here i'd like to think that there was some growth there so you know who knows and he doesn't even have to say it i just pray he had some growth you know in this situation all right turning the page um, <laughs> um, a black lady sketch show um, airs tonight, it premieres tonight on HBO I'm I'm bugged out because I feel like I was supposed to start Um, I feel like I was supposed to start HBO like a free trial or something like that so that I could watch it so I guess it really doesn't matter, I guess I could do that at any time, um, but I'd like to get them their ratings, so who knows, I might start a free trial tonight just so I can watch that show and then catch up on Insecure and all of these other things, but, um, but I'm really excited because it's got Issa in it with, like, three or four other funny, um, black women who just, like, are hilarious and have been provided an opportunity to bring our stories, um, in a comedic way to the silver screen, and what's dope about this is I think I saw a preview for the show maybe last month, And it has so many cameos. I mean, Angela Bassett, okay? Um, The girl from Insecure. Um, Amanda Seals, I think, is going to be a part of it. Um, Tons and tons of our actresses that we grew up loving. Um, The new girls now. um, The young folks now. I mean, it looks looks great. Um, It looks like what I needed to watch and have presented to me as a young girl. You know? Because... You know, when I was a young girl, there was only a few ways black women acted on TV. I mean, you know, you was the sassy, you was the sassy older woman, all right? Or just a sassy woman in general. Sorry, guys, I'm about to fix the mic. Um, Or you were a, um, you know, God-feared woman. Nice and and calm and cool all the time. Or you were um, dumb, you know? Like, there was you know, or you were materialistic or something like that. So I didn't have a whole lot of different, you know, people like I feel like I had a different world and I had living single to give me different, different aspects of being a black woman in America in the different ways that we are represented. And I love different world because Freddie, okay, Freddie was so fucking different and authentic. She was so not Whitley Gilbert. And then, so that was the the spectrum. It was Whitley Gilbert, and then it was Freddie, and then everybody else fit right in the middle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but, um, so it's going to be fantastic to see them in different lights, um, be able to put these comedy shows together. Shout out to Issa. I think she's like an executive producer or something like that. Um, so shout out to Issa for getting yet another HBO opportunity, I mean, you get the insecure check, you get this black lady sketch show check, you do it, bitch, okay, I love it, um, uh, I talked about earlier, I talked about Joe Biden briefly, um, I do have democrat debate written down here but i don't have a whole lot to say about it i didn't get an opportunity to really watch any of it on either night this week um but what i did see was a bunch of shenanigans so i you know i think kamala took a major hit because there was some chick that really called out her bullshit and i needed an answer right because i get all of that i get that Kamala may have some shortcomings and I get oh she was a prosecutor you can't really trust her even though it's interesting because black people will say this but then the same black people will turn around if she were trash at her job and be like she gonna she gonna be trash at her job and then she get these opportunities we normally don't get you see what I'm saying so I mean it's like yeah I feel y'all but at the same time may shut the fuck up because whatever right but so but I mean but it deserves to be discussed it deserves to be addressed like if somebody has this legit ass question i need answers you know i don't give a damn how much i rock with you or if i rock with you or not so uh so i don't know kamala i don't know kamala i don't know bruh i don't know i don't know what happened last night um of course bernie showed the fuck out the night before, I mean, I I love Bernie, I I really do, don't don't get me wrong here, I I really enjoy Bernie, I wish that he was our representative last year, or last election, I believe he would have beat 45, but then, who knows, with the Russian interference, who the fuck knows, but, I mean, I I really enjoyed Bernie, Um, he's just so crazy, he's like the old man, get off my lawn, you know, he's like one of those guys, and I love that, but, I don't know, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, um, but other than that, I didn't have too much else to say. Uh, you know, eh, eh. I, I th- they have another one coming up soon, I guess. I don't know. Um, the most interesting thing that happened during the debate um, on the second night, I believe, is when um, my son, Tamika Mallory, and a few other protesters uh, made it be known that they, you know, Mayor de Blasio was up there, I guess, grandstanding about how great he was. And, and they had to, you know... They had to speak up and state that, you know, it's unacceptable that, uh, Eric Garner's murderer, who so happens to be an NYPD cop, um, is still employed after murdering him on film that went viral. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this video a few weeks ago, Eric Garner's, um, daughter, his other daughter because he had one daughter that passed away she she died from a broken heart this whole situation trying to fight this trying to you know you know get justice for her dad and she died she died I think maybe a couple of years ago or maybe last year um but it was I know it was recent and the young lady gave a, a speech it was the day before the statue of limitation was up on her dad's case Mr. Eric Garner and um she was at I think town hall I think she was at town hall and she was so enraged. It was so much passion, so much rage, so much pain, so much hurt in her throat, okay? Um, it's horrible. It's horrible that your dad could get choked the fuck out, killed over some loose cigarettes, okay? Over loose cigarettes, bruh. And the guy that did it, not only is he not behind bars, but he's he's like part of the crew that gets to put people behind bars, like... I don't even understand. And then, as a police officer, I mean, I know a lot of them are pieces of shit, so I mean, I'm not sitting here trying to act like, you know, oh, you guys have the, this moral compass all the time, but I mean, the average person knows right from wrong, and I just don't understand when you are part of the situation, why in the hell would you sit around and act like you're not to blame for this, or that you were well within your right to do the things that you did, when you know damn well you weren't, and, you know, America can see that, the world can see that you weren't, right? But... Fortunately this is the world we're living in and um Tamika Mallory uh like I said my son he's a rapper and activist Tamika Ra- Mallory is an activist as well. Um they um they they protested a bit and apparently um they waited until Cory Booker was done speaking in the break. They said what they had to say. Um they were then told, you know, you guys can stay, but you know you have to be quiet so they decided okay we'll stay we'll be quiet about you know maybe two or three come you know two or three um contestants or debaters later the police come and they say come on you guys are getting out of here you know what i'm saying if you don't come with us right now you'll be removed and of course i think they were arrested or detained or whatever you are if you're a protester right so you know it's just uh it's frustrating It's frustrating. Um, But thank God there's people like these people who are able, willing uh, to, to fight the fight when others aren't. Or when others can't. And I just pray to God that something fantastic happens for Mr. Eric Garner's family. Specifically his children. His grandchildren. Because they've been dealt a pretty fucked up hand. So hopefully something good happens um, um hard seg- segue very hard segue um but uh, i watched the breakfast club interview um actually i listened to some of it and then i watched some of it um today and it, it part of it was diamond and princess from crime mob that's number one all right and number two uh monica was also there um, separate interviews same same day it was like an ATL day so um, I didn't really want to talk about Diamond and Princess but I will say that I have to go back and watch that entire thing because I kind of feel like um, that might have been one of the better interviews that I've heard in some time and I really appreciated how candid they were and how just straightforward they were about the, the issues and I totally forgot about them, them ladies. I forgot about some of the songs they had. Like, I'm bugged out that I forgot some of the songs that they were on. Like, I felt like an asshole today when I was listening. I was like, well, goddamn yeah! They were on that! Yeah! Rock your hips! Goddamn yeah! You know? So, I'm just like, uh, Jesus. So, um, so yeah, uh, but no, my comment here that's written down is the Monica part. Monica... Monica's interview was fucking hilarious. Uh, Monica is, um, I think they're, I think her and Brandy and Aaliyah, God rest her soul, were all the same age, and they were all like, just like eight, four or five years older than me. So, so they're forty now, right? So, uh, well, Monica and Brandy, um, they're forty now. So, so now, so now you you're entering into a new, a new stage in life. You got a different Monica now. When we first met Monica, she had an attitude okay she was 14 with an attitude um, she's 40 with an attitude nothing's changed um but she she gives less of a fuck now than she ever did i'm sure and um she talked about a lot she talked about her divorce from shannon um brown who also plays who plays basketball um was an nba player now plays in the big three league um that's the ice cube league that was um founded and created by ice cube man listen he's the commish all right so um they're getting divorced, apparently, with some infidelities in this life. Monica didn't go into big time depth, but then again, I, I need to go watch the entire uh, interview because I don't think I've got everything on that. Um, but the part that I saw that was hilarious was when um, Charlemagne started spewing that bullshit about black men don't cheat. And, and Monica was just like, wait a fucking minute, <laughs> hold up, wait a minute. Uh, um, She basically was like, I only dated one race, so I know that's a lie. And um, she didn't appreciate the distinction, oh no, black men, not black boys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, eh, listen, if you want a quick chuckle, go ahead and pull that up on YouTube, because it it had me rolling the whole time. Like, she really had an attitude with Charlamagne, with the black men, don't cheat. DJ Envy knows what time it is, he was just like, yo, you need to just... Just just, just just, bail out, this, this is not worth the argument, this is not worth it because she don't believe what we're we selling alright, we need more people, you know no, Charlemagne just gonna keep pushing you know, so um you guys go ahead, go ahead and check that shit out, that shit was hilarious um I um, I also just want I wanted to start like, like I wanted to start with this but here we are you know fucking 25 almost 25 minutes in and I'm going to go ahead and put a disclaimer out here. You know, fuck everybody who's being ridiculous about Layla Rashawn, And oh oh, what do you expect? Her husband is going to cheat on her because look how she used to look and look how she looks now or, or look at Nicole Murphy and look look at her, you know? Okay, so and I don't know that I mentioned this at all. So I apologize if this is a repeat. Um I don't see where i wrote this down so i um i don't see where i wrote this down at so i don't know if i talked about this before sorry about that i had some money at my door i had to get to the get to the door i was a bit distracted just a moment ago i may edit that out i may not who knows um yeah so i don't know that i mentioned this last time but yeah nicole murphy um who's eddie eddie murphy's uh ex-wife and uh, michael Strahan's ex-girlfriend and apparently a lot of other men's ex jump off she she was photographed kissing uh what's that man's name mr fuqua is it antoine fuqua who knows let's go with mr fuqua Okay, this is a movie director. He directed Training Day. He directed um, uh, Equalizer 1 and 2, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he basically he basically um, was out here in Italy. And they were both at, in, uh, wherever they were. They were in um, bathing suits. That's number one. And then number two, they had the nerve to be um, kissing and um it wasn't like a kiss on the cheek. No 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 no. This was deep on them lips and it was multiple pictures, so it wasn't like um it was just, you know, a picture taken out of context. No, 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 no. This motherfucker got a, a history. Okay? He got a checkered history of being horrible all the time. Okay? So the fact of the matter is this. He um he he hasn't said anything because I mean realistically speaking he don't need to say nothing nobody should have said anything at this point but after the the picture surfaced surfaced and everybody had so much to say um nicole murphy um was asked what the situation was and she was just like oh this is a family friend you know just that that's all that is all right so then of course the internet went crazy family friend (laughs) like what are you talking about family friend I don't kiss my family friends like that. That's what everybody got to say, right? Um, So, a couple of days goes by. Lila Rashawn, his wife, um, Lila Rashawn goes ahead and uh, deletes her, all of her social media, okay? Um, Basically goes dark. And I'm just like, dang, this is ridiculous. I said, this can't be happening in the sunshine. I said, damn, this can't be happening to Lila. This can't be happening, you know? And then, of course, some of, these, some of these dudes out here was just like, well, you see what Nicole Murphy looked like, what you expect him to do, da, 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 da. I expect him to keep his penis in his pants. That's what I expect him to do. I expect him to keep his dick in his pants so that he doesn't have to be out here um, making me look like a complete fool after I'm at the house taking care of your stank-ass kids, okay? That's what I expect. That's what we expect. Shit. So, um so then this thing gets it gets really stank after that so then um a couple of days after this lisa ray comes out and she's just like oh nicole murphy you you wrong girl you going after somebody else husband too again i said oh no lisa i said lisa 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 okay and so um then they decided to ask the Brat about it because if you didn't know the bratton um Lisa Ray, are sisters, and, uh, on the Ricky Smiley show in on Dish Nation, they asked the Brad, hey, you know, is this true, and Nicole Murphy tried to get with, uh, try to get with, uh, Lisa Ray's husband when she was, uh, married to the, well, I think he was, like, the president or the a king, the king of Turks and Caicos or something like that, she was the first lady, honey, so, um, I don't know which one it was, but she was first lady, so, um... And the was like, yep, it's true. You know, so... <laughs> so, you know, this happens, this happens. And then Lisa, um, excuse me. Then, uh... uh Nicole Murphy comes back out with another statement. Now, this is something I would have never done. I already made one statement. I told you people that we were motherfucking fans, family friends. I told you we was family friends. So what else do I have to say to you people? Oh, she's got more. She came through talking about, um... She apologizes to the, the Fuqua family. She apologizes to Leela Rashawn. She apologizes to you know her family, the kids, all this stuff. She never meant for any of this to happen. Da, 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 da. She was married too, so she would never violate the sanctity of anybody's marriage, regardless of what's been reported about her and all kinds of shenanigans. And then she also directly, um, you know, said, hey, you know, Lisa Ray's been saying this about me for some time, you know, and I don't know why she's saying this. Now, obviously, we're not stupid, and um, she's not slick enough either. She's not. We're not stupid. She ain't slick, okay? And we know better than to sit here and act like, um, you know, is not a uh, disaster, okay? That's straight up. So we don't believe you, ma'am. You definitely need more people because we believe that you are a disaster. We totally believe that. So, um, she can go sit down somewhere. So, um you know, I just want to say that Lila Rashawn is the fucking best. I can't believe that people are trying to sit here and fat shame her and act like she is just, what, trash out here? Hey, fuck you, okay? I grew up, uh, I'm a, I was born in 1983, okay? I grew up in the, obviously, 80s and the 90s. Leela Rashawn was huge back then. Okay? Now, I don't I don't care. I don't care that she hasn't been in a whole lot of things and in, in recent memory. and Shit, Nicole Murphy hasn't been Eddie Murphy's wife in recent years, and she's still out here making waves and being extra and ridiculous. I mean, you know, whatever, right? But uh, you know, Leela Rashawn, let us not forget Boomerang. Let us not forget Wait Next Hell. Let us not forget Harlem Nights. Let us not forget the women of Brewster Place. Let us not forget Why Do Fools Fall In Love. Let us not forget Lila Rashawn, please. Okay? She should be celebrated. She's a motherfucking national tre- uh, treasure. And she got an ain't-shit husband. And I feel for her. I feel for her. A lot of people I know got ain't-shit husbands, So And that's facts. That's all facts. Okay? So... I feel bad for her for that, and I pray that, uh, I pray that this situation dies down and that she can get herself together and leave him, because apparently he has had multiple children on her during their 20 year marriage, listen, this being married thing is not for him, so, you need to go ahead and remove yourself from this equation, okay, I just can't take it, so, but that's her business, and that's between married folks, and you know, you know the rules with married folks and their business, you don't butt in okay you don't butt um and lastly what i have well it's not really lastly i kind of jumped around i do have something else to discuss um so um i saw a quote today michael moore made he stated that he wanted michelle obama to run for president and um at first i said well first of all michelle ain't got time for that 'cause she ain't fucking i like that but um michelle is a great option because here's the deal i ain't gotta watch a debate I ain't gotta do none of that stuff. I don't have to do research or any of that. I ain't got to do none of that. All I got to do, and I mean all I got to do, is put my trust in uh, Michelle O. She gonna take care of that. All right? She gonna take care of it. She does not play games out here. Okay? She doesn't mix words. She is no politician, just like uh, 45. She's no politician. But she is well aware of uh, how to act, okay? Um, And I don't know if you guys paid attention. While Obama was in office, she made tremendous strides as First Lady um, with the Let's Move program and trying to get these raggedy-ass kids eating better and their crazy parents eating better too. You know, um, free lunches, all of these things. All of these things. So, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I would support her, no questions asked. So, there's that I um, also have uh, Carmelo. So, I don't know if you guys follow basketball. or You guys know Lala, right? So, Lala's got a husband. His name's Carmelo Anthony. He's a basketball player. And he's played in the NBA for about 15 years. And I say 15 because last year, he only played 10 games with the Houston Rockets. In Indiana, and then he didn't play at all. So, this would be 16 years in, but it's just roll 15. Right. Um, he did a um sit down with Stephen A Smith today and um, he did that on uh, First Take. I think they gave him the whole first hour block for First Take and it was like a pre a pre um, recorded episode and and all of that and he just he just wanted to clear the air about, you know, the whispers around the league about him. Um, how he was let go from each of those teams that he was let go from, you know, when he was traded from New York to OKC, and when he was, you know, released from OKC, and then picked up by Houston, and you know, all of these things, and then he definitely talked about him being released from Houston ten days in to the season, um, which I thought was crazy, or ten, yeah, ten games in to the season. So, you know, I, I don't know. I I feel bad for him. I do. But obviously, I think we all know the the outside of basketball issues that Melo seems to have, and that he decided to be terrible out here, cheating on Lala, having a baby on Lala, all of these things, um, you know, I know that he wouldn't talk about that per se, but that had to be a huge reason why he stayed in, in New York, you know, had to be a huge reason, because You can't work on uh, deteriorating marriage from thousands of miles away. You just can't do it. So, you know, he's just out here trying to put his... Put his feelers out for them teams so he can get picked up. I, I know that's all it is. He's just trying to get picked up. You know, he's trying to get to a, a good team that needs, you know, a role player or somebody like him. He needs to be on a contender. He wants a ring. I believe if he goes to a team and they make it to the finals and they get the ring, I think he's out. You know, I think he's, I think he's a hundred percent retiring at that point. You know, go out go out on a, on top, basically. It would be no reason to continue playing in my view because he spent all these years collecting the money, and now you got the ring. It's time for you to go. You, know, you ain't getting no better contracts or anything like that, so you might as well chill. So, shout out to Mello. Hopefully he gets a job this year. We hope. Um, let me see. He needs a job because Lala, listen, her job's coming to an end with the with, with power, okay, alright now, they need money coming in, <laughs> uh, they're the last people that need money coming in, Jesus, but um, and Lala's actually also has a, another show, she's gonna be on that uh, reboot for 90210, which I think is so dope, she's gonna be married to um, Brian Austin Green's um, character, um, his name was David on the, on the show, he was Donna Martin's stepbrother, for those of you who know about 90210, okay. Um, so I can't wait for that, I'll definitely be watching that, I typically don't like reboots and shit like that, but, I mean, 90210 was my jam, straight up, and, and that's pretty much all I had to talk about to write down, I, I did have, like, one big thing I was gonna discuss, and, you know, for me... I know that you guys, every t- everywhere you turn, someone's talking about mental health, somebody's talking about, you know, what you got to do to be happy, right? Everybody's talking about it, everybody knows everything, everybody's like a fucking like therapist these days, right? Um, but no, I, it's important, it's important, I mean, you know, this was a, a very a challenging week for me, um, and I think... I think I would go ahead and put this still on Mercury, but even after um, July was over, so just yesterday and today, uh, <laughs> uh, these were still some stressful days for me. And it was specifically at work. It was, it was, you know, when you're trying to do everything that you can do, you know, um, you want to constantly do your best. I mean, anybody worth their salt wants to be the best and wants to do their job to the best of their ability. And once you determine, or once you start in the, uh, once you start cheating the game, okay, um, so that's anything, and, uh, that, that term comes from basketball, you know, people go, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant never cheated the game, they always gave you everything they had, they never took plays off, they never took games off, they never took seasons off, they always gave you their absolute best at all fucking times even when they shouldn't right so you know you can look at that for every situation at every job and every facet you know we all kind of get to a job we learn how to do it you know we're shaky but we got it we got it but we're shaky right um and then you kind of you get into a rut right you get into a a groove, first you get in a groove, and then it becomes a rut, you know what I'm saying, and then, um, and then you start to cheat the game, if you're not engaged, or if you're not satisfied, or whatever the circumstance is, you know, you start to cheat the game, and, um, I've done a really good job, because I've had some horrible jobs, so, so no matter how bad I talk about my weeks at work are, and all that kind of stuff, No matter how much that happens, you know, I will never say that I'm at the worst situation ever because I have been there, done that, I feel, you know, and it can always get worse, but I've been blessed to have had that already. So my view is a bit jaded in that that aspect because I don't think that it could be worse than, than my previous jobs that I've had, one in particular. So... You know, what I do oftentimes now when I am at work or in situations where I'm uncomfortable or anxious, because that's really what it is. It was more anxious. It was, I don't want to go so far and say I have anxiety. I don't have anxiety, but I was extreme. I had a lot of anxiety this week. I was extremely anxious about various things. Sorry about that. Hit the mic. Um, I was very anxious about various things this week and oftentimes I have to stop and say, Hey Jamila, why are you upset? Hey Jamila, why are you tripping? Hey, Jamila, why is this so hard? You know, what aren't you getting? Um, and most of the time that works, and then some things it just doesn't. It just doesn't, you know. Um, so you know, I just, I just struggled. I just struggled. I just. Ugh. It was just a rough one, you know. I even had a, a come to Jesus. I think with my with my boss. It wasn't a big come to Jesus or nothing, but it was a nice conversation and it helped. Um, to kind of get some of the aggravation and the anxiety off my chest, some of the things that I've been feeling about the job and feeling about certain folks. And, you know, you just, you just gotta get it out your, you know, off your chest to the people that need to hear it, right? Not just to your friends. I can, I can vent to my friends all the time. I mean, Rachel knows everything. You know, Carrie knows everything. You know, um, other friends that I may talk to, they know, you know, what I tell them. Um, but, but, you know, it's important to get, what you feel and how you feel out to the people that matter or to the people that can affect change, because oftentimes they don't get the information that they need to be able to make better decisions, you know what I mean? And I think that sometimes, I think sometimes we get frustrated when things aren't done the way we want them to be done, and I experienced some of that you know, recently I won't just say this week, but just recently at my job where you look at a process, right, or a procedure, and you're like, okay, this is a no, you know, uh, that's a no, you know. I don't, I don't think I want to do it this way, or it could be done this way, you know. So um, I don't know. You always think you can do something better. And I, and I implore people to always feel that way. But you have to have a solution. You have to have answers. Um, you can't just be out here like, oh, this sucks. And then have no, no end game. You know what I mean? What's, so, okay, so what, So it sucks. So, so what? What are you going to do about it? You know, what should we do about it? You know, how can we make this not suck? You know, this kind of thing. Um, so suggestions is always important when you're dealing with, um... You know, shit like that. So it's important. So I think in, in dealing with and getting things off my chest, and then just praying, and then dealing with how I've been feeling. Um, obviously, today I feel better than I did maybe two days ago, three days ago. Um, and also, it's because <laughs> once twelve thirty hit, I get off early on Fridays. Once that time hit, like I definitely left the issues at work at work mean straight up I just didn't even have time for the bs I just ain't got time for the bs you know I just I just move on I, with my with my day and keep it pushing you know um so I left it at work Twelve thirty, I drove off and the problems are there and when I get back to work on Friday on Monday they're, they're, I'll pick them back up I guess or you know whatever um so yeah so yeah, that's that's kind of my piece on stress, anxiety, dealing with it within the workplace, um, all of that. You have to look at who you're dealing with. You gotta know who you're dealing with. And I'm gonna take my own advice that I'm giving out right now because I I do need to uh, apply this with some other folks in my in other facets of my life, not just work. And you know, you can't always be upset when childish shit happens from a child, right? A, a grown child, a a person that is of adult age, but of a child mindset, okay? <laughs> so, you can't keep getting mad at childish stuff. The only problem that I think we run into as a people, is that, once you see that something is bad, like a bad apple, a bad tree, a bad, something bad, like, it only, a bad tooth, right, it only makes sense to get that out of there, once it's bad, it it doesn't matter how it serves you, it doesn't matter how much it makes your life easier, if it's bad, if it's rotten, then, what are you gonna do, you know, so, I think it's important for everybody to kind of look at how they deal with stuff and how they deal with people, you know, it's important to manage properly. So not just manage at work or anything, but like manage your life, manage the people that you let in your life, manage, you know, the activities that you allow in your life and in your world, you know. I'm not going to have too many people around me that don't understand that you have to save money because I'm trying to learn how to save money or I'm trying to save more money, right? So I don't need to be around a bunch of people who just shop, 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 shop and live check to check, right? So you have to manage that. And also, say you can't be around people who save an ass of money. That doesn't matter because say... You're around people who are like-minded, or you're around people who know that what they, the situation that they're in right now isn't the end destination, and they know that um, they have their, their, their sights set on bigger shit, you know what I mean? Like, I, I literally have a bunch of friends just like this. We may not be where we want to be right now, but we all have our sights set on some other shit we ain't just trying to work and work and work and get our paycheck and pay these fucking bills and go to shop and blow money fast and be stupid and then live and then be struggling the second week after you get paid and be like oh shit i gotta make it to the next week you know we, we ain't trying to be that forever you know what i mean we're trying to do better and um you gotta surround yourself with people like that you have to if you don't then you'll end up like the people that you don't even want to be like and I didn't at first believe that that was true but I saw it with myself I saw it I was around certain people at a certain point and I had adopted the way that they think the way that they kind of viewed things cut cut my losses at some point and you know broke away from them started thinking for myself and well let's be real I've always thought for myself but started thinking differently started I really stopped Stop the woe is me shit right because everybody got fucking problems everybody got shit everybody's got some shit you know so don't hit me with the woe is me you know so I said well if, if I don't want to hear it then I damn sure can't be out here with bullshit you know so I basically had to woman the fuck up, and and be like, you know what, yeah, yeah, you've been dealt a raw deal, yeah, this is some fucked up shit here, and no, nobody feels sorry for you, and they probably won't, and that's okay, you just still gotta get through the shit, though, you know, and I just think I, I forget that at times, and I allow things to get me worked up, and um, it's hard, it's hard, because you, you wanna be a good person, you wanna be the best person you can be. But I think in part of being a good person and part of growing is realizing that you can't be everything to everyone. And I think I am growing to accept that at this time in my life. I used to want to be the best at the job and the go-to person and all of these things and you know for certain things you know people come to me and I'm happy for that. But I don't need that. I don't need that as validation that I'm a great person or that I'm I'm a good worker or that I'm good with tech shit. Like I don't need that validation anymore. Like I used to. I used to need that. I don't need that no more. You know. I'm okay with doing my job the right way. You know. Uh, Being recognized one way or the other within my paycheck. Um. (laughs) And moving on with my day. Right. So. I don't know, man. It just was a, a very trying week. Um, like I said, the Mercury, this Mercury retrograde was fucked up. But I'm telling you, this week right here was a doozy. It was a doozy. So, you know, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. So, but, I mean, I think that's all I have for the most part, yeah. Um, I think that it's important that everybody understands that time. Um, football is back. I don't know that I'll be following it the way I was. I was heavy in the football prior to all the Colin Kaepernick shit, and the, the, the protests, and then the stupid kneeling, and then the stupid ass bastards. Oh, he's disrespecting the flag. He's disrespecting the country. You guys are fucking idiots, okay? Alright? So, I, you know, I'm still aggravated by that. Um, but I will say that I am excited for football again. Um, I'm more excited for basketball, though, like October the 14th or 16th, whatever day that is, they come back, can't come back any faster for me, I'm extremely excited about this, I um, want to see how the Lakers look, want to see how Golden State looks, quite frankly, I want to see what they look like without Kevin Durant, that'd be crazy, right, um, so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for these things. There's a few, um, oh shit, I don't know how I forgot this. Um, today, a coworker told me about Regal um, Cinemas and how they have like this new... Um, monthly movie pass thing. So um, the price ranges between $18 and twenty three fifty a month. And you can, um, depending on what you choose, you can watch literally um, all the movies that you want. You get 10% off of your food and beverages. And that's uh, regular beverages and alcoholic. You're welcome. Um, and um, it's literally as much as you want. And um, I think if you get the $23.50 one that one is the, um, includes, like, the IMAX and the RPA ones, or RP something, um, um, RPMs, I don't know, that's probably not right, um, the IMAX in um, the the IMAX theaters, um, as well, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I wanted to go see Lion King and IMAX because I said, well, you know, okay, I might as well, you know, because it's a beautiful film, I bet. I bet it'd be great on that big-ass, nice, comfortable-ass screen and comfortable ass shoe. I mean, um, chairs and everything. But the ticket was $19.99. The ticket, one ticket, was $19.99, ma'am. Ma'am and sirs. And, um, I said, my God. So, if you get the $23.50 one, you literally could, um, you know, that pays for itself after the first movie and then you can see The Lion King as many times as you want, yeah, or whatever you want as many times as you want, so yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's an actual trip, it's an actual trip, so I am looking into it, I'm not sure how I feel about getting it, we'll see how movies line up with the next year, and maybe I'll consider it next year, um, because I don't know that there's enough movies coming out through the rest of this year to valid, you know, to, 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 um, to truly validate whether or not i should get this this service i've been doing a really good job of cutting off these damn subscriptions got a hundred of them tied to my life okay netflix hulu okay title uh student loans that's not a subscription but damn they take my money every month on time um you know all of these things man i got this podcast um host, gotta pay for that monthly, you know what I'm saying, all of these things, man, so, i just been trying to cut it, been trying to cut it, so, but, um, but it's all good, um, so I'm going to give the boys another run this weekend, probably, certain episodes, probably won't watch the whole season, but certain episodes, I'm definitely gonna give, I'm gonna run it back, because I feel like I need more, um, of that kind of action in my life. So, and again, The Boys is uh, the new TV show or TV series that came out on Amazon Prime. So, you guys check that out. It's about superheroes. They're corrupt. You got people in there that want to take them down. They don't have powers. It's amazing. Um, so yeah. So yeah, guys, I'm done. I pray that you guys have a fantastic weekend ahead. Okay? And, uh, and I'm out.